G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. With a federal election possible either this year or early next year, already major parties are working to clarify their platforms in a bid to win our votes. Well, at the recent Labor Party National Conference at the end of March, Labor confirmed a very disturbing foreign policy position, making the recognition of a Palestinian state a priority if Labor is elected. Now, there may be lots of policy positions for all the major parties that we could take issue with, but it's likely many Christians will be concerned when, for the first time in Australian political history, a mainstream party has in its policy platform unconditional support for the establishment of a new state in which all the main players have a strong record of Islamist jihad and terrorism, human rights abuse and corruption. Not least of those concerned about the recognition of a Palestinian state are the Australian Jewish community. Let's get some insights on the Labor Party intentions with Dr David Adler, President of the Australian Jewish Association. David, welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil, and it's great to talk to you again about this uh, very important issue. David, some people will say, well, Labor's marking out its territory ahead of an upcoming election. How disturbed ought we be that they have this as a priority in their platform for uh, foreign issues? It's a very, very odd uh, policy. In fact, I would go further and say it's both bizarre and absurd. Um, firstly, to suggest that it should be their foreign, por- uh, foreign policy priority. I mean, what about China, North Korea, Iran? There are numerous, numerous uh, bigger issues of much more direct concern to Australia than whether there should be a Palestinian state or not. But even if you do think this is an important priority, Labor has completely misjudged the issue. They have, for example, um, not said anything in their policy about who should govern this entity. Now, the reality on the ground is not as idealistic as the debates in the inner city coffee shops. The reality on the ground is that uh, fighting for power Uh, in the areas of Hamas and Judea Samaria, which some people refer to as the West Bank, are essentially a bunch of terrorist organisations that are either directly involved in terrorism, like Hamas, Palestinian Jihad, the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine there, uh, prescribed terrorist organisations in Australia and in other countries, or alternatively, the Palestinian Authority, formerly the PLO, that uh, pays for terrorism through its pay for slay and martyrs fund. So this is odd. Um, and your introduction said for the first time in Australian history, we have a main party that has embraced this. 
And I think that the average Aussie, whether they're Christian, Jewish, secular, whatever, if you're not an extremist, then you're not going to be a supporter of direct or indirect uh, endorsement of terrorism. And this is this is a big issue, and it could well be a significant discussion come the next election. David, when you talk about the Palestinian Authority, which is, as I understand it, not listed as a terror organisation by Australia... Uh, But this idea of concerns around uh, the uh, prospect of pay for slay, uh, you might like to explain that for listeners a little, but uh, people will not know necessarily what that means. But the Palestinian Authority, what do they do when they're supporting terror activity? Well, they're not prescribed, as you say, uh, in Australia currently, although we have a very senior legal opinion um, and that opinion comes from uh, former Victorian Director of Public Prosecutions, Jeremy Rapke QC, who's handled more terror cases in this country than uh, anyone else. And we asked his view as to whether um, paying for terrorists as opposed to undertaking the terrorism uh, crosses the line under Australian law. And we do have a provision in our legislation which has the interesting word of fostering terrorism. And he's given us a very clear and direct opinion, unusual for a, for a senior lawyer, that they actually do technically meet the criteria even though they're uh, not prescribed. Now, the Pay for Slay program uh, is about $400 million a year. And what it does is it provides a financial reward for, frankly, the murder of Jews in Israel. So that if a terrorist who undertakes an act uh, is caught and put in jail, then he receives a notional salary for uh, uh, from the Palestinian Authority, depending on the severity of the sentence. The longer the sentence, the more the money. If the person becomes a martyr, a shahad, and is killed uh, while undertaking the terrorist act, then the money goes to his family. And hundreds of millions of dollars per annum. Uh, Under the Trump administration, they decided to wind down the funding until the payment for terrorism stopped. But uh, we've seen in the last uh, week that under the Biden administration, that funding is being restored. So that's that's also a worry to us. Labor, by the way, although it wasn't part of this uh, conference, has previously said they're going to continue to support uh, funding of uh, uh, the Palestinian Authority as well. So Labor has committed to what they'd call a two-state solution. People have been talking Mm -hmm. about that for a long time between Palestine and Israel. But as you say, under the previous Trump administration in the US, they introduced conditions for a pathway towards a two-state solution. And that was uh, somewhat around the sorts of things we've been talking about. But Labor doesn't seem to have those conditions there in the same way that there might be a pathway forward, but doing things in a legitimate way. Look, you're, you're right, Neil. And indeed, it's worse than that. There was an attempt by a couple of the Labor delegates 
uh, at the conference. Uh, David Pliss, who's a senior unionist and former uh, MP Michael Danby, uh, they sought to move an amendment which would attack, uh, which would sorry, attach a set of conditions uh, to this policy. Uh, conditions such as recognition of Israel, uh, stopping the payment for terrorism, uh, holding free and fair elections and basic human rights provisions as well. And that uh, proposal was not even allowed to be voted on. And Michael Danby ended up getting gagged at the conference. He couldn't, uh, wasn't allowed to voice his objection. This is an extraordinary move and we're very critical that not only have they moved the policy in the direction of Jeremy Corbyn, but by gagging any dissent, they're also applying tactics of the type that the British Labour Party had implemented uh, under Jeremy Corbyn as well. So it's very worrying to see this happen in, in Australian politics. David, some will say you're being hypersensitive around a whole lot of issues. However, in light of uh, you know recent memorials, uh, even for uh, the Holocaust memorial, and the idea that we would never see anything like that ever happen again, a, a level of hypersensitivity is necessary when there's any sort of hint of a rise of anti-Semitism. Are we seeing that, do you think, in the Labor side of politics right now? Is it too late to change? That's a, that's a really tough question, and uh, I, I guess time will tell. Um, I don't believe that the leaders of the Labor Party are directly anti-Semitic. Uh, well, they probably do have an element of that uh, through their rank and file, and we have seen some very, very vehement uh, isolation and criticism uh, of Israel of a nature that is not applied to any other country. And when you cross that line, and Israel's identity is the only Jewish state in the world, then you do actually get into the area of whether this could be anti-Semitism or not. Israel's not immune from criticism, of course. But if you do it at a level and in a way that is completely different to how you approach the issue in any other country, then it certainly raises the question mark. And what we've seen in Labor with this is that many of the values that you would expect to identify with the left of centre party um, for, you know, has been abandoned here. Uh, in Gaza and in areas administered by the Palestinian Authority, you know, homosexuals are killed. It's not safe if you're found out to be homosexual. Uh, women have their rights suppressed and there is a very high rate of so-called honour attacks and honour killings uh, of women because they cross some sort of uh, moral issue and it's not at all unusual for women to run to uh, Israeli authorities for protection. So for some reason Labor has overlooked all the human rights issues uh, associated with this and um, you referred to 
uh, an article that I've got in the Spectator magazine. The uh, it is the cover story this week, and uh, the artists at the Spectator have come up with a very cutting uh, front page cover, where uh, on one building. The caricatures of Penny Wong and Anthony Albanese and Bob Carr saying, we shout from the rooftops our support of Palestine. And on an adjacent building, there's a couple of Islamists throwing homosexuals off the top of the building. Um, so, you know, so do we. Uh, and uh, I, I think this is going to create a, a significant political problem uh, for Labor you know, regardless of one, what one's views on the rights and wrongs of a complex Middle East might be, um, the embracing of terrorism and the abandonment of the respect for human rights in the policy um, is going to get them into some difficulty. Well, David, I certainly appreciate you sharing your thoughts with our Christian listenership today who are clearly concerned because Christians would typically see the Jewish people as God's chosen people and his purposes are still being fulfilled through the Jewish people. I'll point people to that article, which uh, you mentioned is in The Spectator. Uh, it's uh, the front cover uh, article. The author of that article is David Adler. He's president of the Australian Jewish Association. There is a website, too, for the Australian Jewish Association. It's jewishassociation.org.au. David Adler, thanks so much for your insight today here on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. And uh, if people want to look at our news and views item, the uh, the Facebook page is actually the best to do that. So you'd simply search on Australian Jewish Association in Facebook and uh, all our latest items are there. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 